When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name's Lewis. I'm joined by Sean again today. How, how you doing, Sean? Yeah, all good, bro. All good. I would like to say, uh, you know, it's an it's another stay at the W Hotel, but we just came off at a loss. But um, what's yeah. one of those, man? <laughs> yeah, I, it's kind of like a weird feeling, right? Like, what is what is a loss? Um, it's like one of those philosophical questions. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we won't really talk too much about the League Cup game. I think most people will be tuning in to hear our thoughts on um, the weekend's actions against Chelsea. We, me and Coogs did the the Patreon pod after after the um, the Chelsea game, which was a lot of fun. Um, if you aren't a patron yet and you want to get like those instant match reactions, we do them after every game. Um, they're on our Patreon. It's, it's like three pound a month. So if you want to get that instant fix, especially after these W's, it's the only place to be. Otherwise, you have to wait until Wednesday, and uh, after all the fun is gone. But we'll still cover the game today anyway. So, um, show the Chelsea game. I mean, I've said I've been on the main pod about it. I've been on the Patreon pod about it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I've just like rinsed out talking about it, but I mean, I've, I've said I said quite a few times, um, you know, going into this Chelsea game, it was like one of the first Chelsea games I can remember for a long time, where I looked at the two teams, I looked at where both teams are as well, not just like personnel, and I said we're better than Chelsea, we are hundred percent better than Chelsea. I'm not scared of that lineup, and you know, not that I was expecting a win, but. It wouldn't surprise me if we did if we did turn them over quite easily. What was your feelings coming into the game? Uh, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I agree. It was probably for the first time in a long time that we were probably favourites going into the game as well. You know, 
Um, we've beaten them a few times actually in the last few years, but I wouldn't say we had been favourites in any of those times. And maybe even some of those performances at the time weren't as good, you know, as, as you would have hoped for, even though we won the games, maybe barring maybe the FA Cup final in lockdown where we beat them as well. So, but yeah, um, you know, it was the first team. You know, this is, I think we can we can both sit here and agree that this is the bona fide Arteta first team. Zinchenko, who hadn't played in a month, was, was straight back in. And I said, I can't remember who I said this to as well. I said, it, I don't think it surprises me that Arteta defers straight back to Zinchenko just because he really enables what Arteta wants to do just to the max. You know, if you remember, remember when we spoke about after the Forest game where we said how, you know, Tommy Asu was standing right next to the party in the second half, whereas that's just Zinchenko's default position in terms of what he does, how he operates. And there's just a level of control that we just operate with when Zinchenko plays, you know, and people can be quick to talk about his flaws defensively. And, and, and that's true. Do you know what I mean? But I think the way he defends, he tries to defend on the front foot. He tries to get the tackle in, you know, before someone can turn him and run at him in big spaces. So, um, and, you know, you might get at him once or twice in a game, but that's the trade-off for like having nearly 70% possession and pinning teams back for most of the time in it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm happy with that trade-off. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, you know, I was, I don't know if I was confident, um, but, you know, I thought we had a very good chance to win and, um, you know, the way we played bore it out as well. Yeah, no, um, I, I completely hear your point about Zinchenko and I think, yeah, I mean, you don't think it's just a case of um, styles with Zinchenko? Like, you know, maybe if we were playing, I don't know, uh, do, do, you think, do you think he would have started Zinchenko if we were playing Spurs away or Man City away? You don't think uh, it's this, this specific game that I, I maybe don't know, man. If, if you look at all the big games or Liverpool, played, say for example, all the big games you played this season. So if you remember, Zinchenko missed Brentford away because um, he was injured. Then he came back after the international break. First game was North London derby. He was in. Mm. Then he got injured again in training, and so he missed the Liverpool game next week. And then in what he didn't play for a whole month, straight back in against Chelsea. So mm. you know we're talking about maybe him being a liability in big games, but at the same time in the big games that we've won, you know, you know if you think the Spurs. And uh, the Chelsea one, obviously, he didn't play against Liverpool. Um, and that might be the contentious one. You think maybe he might not have started. But I think Arteta defers to him because mm. the way we want to be, the style we want to want to push out, you know. And we've shown we don't need Zinchenko to win. We've won loads of games without him this season. However, there's a measure and there's a level of control and sustained pressure we have when he plays where teams literally can't get out. I, I barely noticed Sterling in that game. Do you know what I mean? So... And and you know on on the on paper you'd be like Sterling versus Zinchenko is a mismatch. Do you know what I mean? But the way the game transpired, I think you know um, the fluid rotations that we have on that left hand side with him, Jack and Martinelli when Zinchenko plays, um, maybe isn't always replicated when there's another option there. Yeah, yeah, no, he. It, it wasn't like it, I, I don't think it was like a standout game from Zinchenko, but the difference is quite clear with when when he is playing in yeah like he himself wasn't like it wasn't like he was amazing you know no. um but i do think i do think maybe it's a little overstated at the moment i mean i could be wrong but you know there was a lot of fear about how bad this guy is defensively and i yeah. haven't actually seen this terrible defender that people i, I, I know it's a small sample that. size but i I, yeah. I feel like he's definitely overblown as well like and if you look like throughout the big size you've got trent You've got even Cancelo who gave away a penalty against mm. Fulham as well. I think, you know, a lot of these guys, they aren't in the team because of their defensive quality. They're in the team because of how they, you know, exacerbate the team's offensive potential as well. So, you know, it's just the trade-off that you're looking to have at times. So, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't even think like 
oh my god, like it's been a liability. Teams are going to cop. It's just, and it, it might happen further down the line. But so to speak, yeah, I've not seen anything that suggests, oh my god, we can't play this guy. And yeah. for me, it's oh my god, I need to play this guy because of look how much more dominant we are as a team when he plays. You know, yeah. And that, like I said, we've won loads of games without him, but the level of control we had on Sunday, I thought was crazy. Yeah, I mean, and something that can't be up for debate is just how good our other three defenders are. Um, I mean, there is a there is a bit of a debate about Gabriel, about whether he's top five. We had, a, we had a debate on the main pod about whether he's top five in the league. I personally think both him and Saliba right now are playing at a level where, you know, I don't think it can be contested that they're within the top, you know, five centre-backs in the Premier League. I don't really see who's better. We saw... I thought Thiago Silva was good in this game. People would say Thiago Silva, but he's, he looks old. You know, he doesn't look, you know, he, he looks another year older. Thiago Silva look, last year looked great, but he looks another year older this year. Um, I mean, people would say Lissandro Martinez. If if Lissandro Martinez is in the top five discussion, Gabriel and Saliba have to be in the top five discussion, though. So, but yeah, I mean, it was just another imperious display by, you know, Gabriel, Saliba, White, all just fantastic players. And this looks like one of the, you know, with those three and then with one of either Tomiyasu, Tierney or Zinchenko coming in. I mean, this this defence looks like one of our best defences. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't want to go overboard. Let's not go no, overboard. No, you, you but... might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something wild, but yeah, um, yeah, don't, let, don't let me not. Let me not. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, points have been made that, you know, these defenders could probably walk into uh any of our great teams you know i mean you look at white i mean we had lauren playing for the invincibles i mean listen lauren's a great player but you know is is white any worse than lauren you know i think i think white is just as good as lauren you know saliba i mean he's going to be one of the best center backs in the world you know i mean colo torre um obviously sol campbell you know i i think these guys are on a par with 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 these guys, if I'm being honest, man, what, what, what do you think? Am I am I overcooking it a little bit? <laughs> no, I think just, you know what it is like people always don't like having these discussions when we haven't achieved anything. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. but I, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I think individually they're fantastic. Collectively, they're fantastic. It has to be said, obviously, the system that we have, you know, mitigates any potential flaws. But obviously, we play a very high line. Um, and, you know, we have these guys who can defend big, big amounts of spaces. You know, we just spoke about Zinchenko. If Zinchenko is flawed defensively, um, you know, th those three can bail him out anyway. Do you know what I mean? So because because we have that balance. So, no, I, I think it's for me, definitely, even if I, we, we don't want to talk invincibles, I think it's the best defence we've had of the Emirates era. Mm. And I think quite comfortably, you know. Um, better than the Koscielny, Mertesacker. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have Gabriel Saliba. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying to you. I'd rather have that, you know. And I loved Koscielny, by the way. I thought he was great. But there's just an element of just... Yeah, I just I just feel good, like, just watching this. We've conceded 11 goals so far. And, you know, if you look at the goals we've conceded, most of them have been down to indi individual errors rather than, you know, it being a collective flaw of the system, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm more than happy with what I'm seeing with those guys so far, man. I think, I think I'd like to see Koscielny and Saliba together in, in the same team, man. Peak Koscielny and Saliba. I think I think we could have done bits with, with that with that defence. Um, but yeah, it was it was another quality game from um, that defence, you know. So I think Saliba's just, 
going from strength to strength. And, you know, Gabriel pops up with the goal as well, you know. I mean, great defending and manages to get a goal from a set piece and, and which is a bit of a scrappy goal. But, you know, he's got a bit of a knack of, a bit like Kashoni in that regard as well. Like, he's got a bit of a knack of scoring from set pieces. And Gab- I don't know Gabriel always goals. scores. He got he got five goals from set pieces last season. Yeah, he's, he's already got, got, like two he's got two. He's, he's got two this season. Saliba's right. got two himself. So, right. you know, it's another string to your bow. You know, we talk about Nicolas Jovar, you know, the impact he's had on us from set pieces. Whereas, you know, think how many years we used to talk about we were never a threat from set pieces and we always used to concede from set pieces. Whereas now, like, we, we've, we've got to be, that. yeah along with West Ham, we're probably like the most potent team in the league from set pieces, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? We always, you always just think something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's great. So. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. I think going into the game, um, you know, when, we, when you think of Chelsea, you think of right, very solid defence and an abundance of riches in midfield options, right? So I was a bit relieved to, to not see Kovacic start. Because I think Kovacic is probably their best midfielder, even though, you know, Chelsea fans will, you know, swear blind that it's Jorginho, Ballon d'Or, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, you know, wonder kid, best thing since sliced bread. But I think that midfield really got put to to shame by our midfield, I believe. Like Thomas Partey was on a different level, you know. He absolutely bossed that game. And then that's, that's all three games this season, like the big games. Where Thomas Partey's come up on come come up in trumps against people against teams that you know like Spurs, Liverpool, you know now Chelsea. He's gone to the bridge to do it against Chelsea. Um, just about Partey in, in specifically, are we seeing a player who is now fully adapted to the Premier League, fully adapted to what Mikel Arteta wants, and um, he is in his pomp at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the talent was never in question. It was more about, you know, first and foremost for him staying fit and then, you know, the consistency because what you tended to happen prior to this season was party would have like maybe five good games, then you'd go off the boil a bit and and then he'd get injured. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's probably a case of he's adapted to the six well now. Um, you know, the consistency with him and Xhaka as a partnership we've seen, we've got the stats of when they play together. Um, I think we're managing him well. You know, it's good that we barely used him in Europa. Um, he wasn't used against um, Brighton again in the cup. So it's just a case of, you know, you know how maybe he's a bit fragile um, from a fitness standpoint. So we need to look after him. Um, and I think we've managed that well this season. Obviously, he's going to go to the World Cup with Ghana. Um, obviously, I'm an op, so hopefully they get knocked out ASAP so he comes yeah. back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think for me, yeah, he's far and away our most important player. You know, I, I think he's, you know, you can argue whether he's the best player in the team. Yeah, I think there's an argument for that as well. But in terms of importance to what we do, um, in terms of layering up, in terms of quality. When and, and he's in terms fit of and, drop-off as well. Yeah, like the, when, yeah drop-off yeah. when he's unavailable. Yeah. It's, 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 no, it's no debate. So, mm. yeah, he's he's been nothing short of sensational this season and long may it continue. 100% man, 100%. And, um, you know, he's just a joy to watch sometimes, you know, like just the way he's able to take the ball under pressure, some of the passes. I love the way that he's just able just to, um, I mean, it's something that I really enjoyed playing, doing it on a football pitch myself as well. It's just like punching it through, you know, and get adding intensity to attacks. It, it could be something so simple as a ball out wide, but he will move it so quickly 
out wide that it just gives whoever receives the ball like an extra second to face their man up, get into a better position. You know, it, it makes all the difference. Whereas you see some centre midfielders, oh, just like put a bit of curl on it to, to get out there, maybe just a second there, and it slows down the move. And it is, I find it really frustrating sometimes that, you know, players who don't punch the ball through the lines, don't punch the ball to, to where to where the, the ball is to be received. And he's just got an amazing array of, of um, passes, like the variety that he's able to execute as well. Always makes the right decision with the pass that he's doing. And man, Loftus-Cheek and Ballon d'Or, Jorginho just couldn't couldn't get close to him, man. Couldn't get close to him. I thought, I thought Xhaka was really good on the day as well. Um, he's been, he's just, Going about his business, man. Him and him and party have just. Uh, it's another. It's another win for both of them whilst they're on the pitch. I mean, God knows what their win percentage is now. It must be close to bloody. You it's know, in 75%. the seventies. It's, it's yeah. in the seventies. I'm sure. Like high, yeah, mid to like maybe. Yeah, maybe it's, it's a ridiculous percentage. It's an absolute ridiculous percentage for. Um, I think actually, I think it's higher. Isn't Partey's win percentage alone like 75 percent, but him mm-hmm. and Xhaka together is like 80s oh for real oh yeah it's Boy. a ridiculous ridiculous percentage and it's just another victory for those two who um start together and um yeah they they've just got such a great understanding of their roles in the team man and I, I, that can only be put down to coaching really and truly like how much credit does Arteta deserve for you know the way this Arsenal team is put together at the moment. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he, he the way we're set up, the way we're tactically organised, um, distance is compact on and off the ball. The way we press, it's great. You know, fantastically great to watch, great to see. Um, you know, we're talking thirteen league games played, eleven wins, one draw, one defeat, and even those, you know, those games that the game we drew and the game we we lost, we could have easily won both of them as well. So. Yeah, I, I think it's been fantastic. Xhaka Party is is the basis and the axis on which the team is built. Um, you know, Party isn't left in you know acres of space because both of the fullbacks invert. Xhaka obviously pushes up into the five lanes of attack. Party can go and hunt for the ball when he feels necessary because he's got Seb Saliba and Gabriel behind him who can clean them up. up. So the way the iteration and it's put together, the nice mix of blend of PMP with tech is is it's just yeah, it's great, man. It's great. And I just hope we can layer up on it um transfer-wise in uh Jan in the summer as well, just to mitigate, you know, against injuries and suspensions, which will inevitably happen at some point too. Let me ask you two questions, Sean. As midfield partnerships go. Where where is this ranking in the Premier League at the moment in terms of like oh, I know not everyone there. plays a two, but yeah, not everyone plays a two, but it's minimum top three. It has mm. to be. It has okay. to be. Generally, and, and... what's better? Man, yeah, Man City. City. Liverpool hasn't been there this season. No. United, no. Chelsea, no. Yeah. Spurs, no. So number two. Yeah, you know, and you could argue based on form this season, it's number one. But yeah, it's the top two, top two. And and Thomas Partey as an individual, a t- top, top. Who's three. better? Who's better? He's, he's yeah, one who's been better this season, and generally who's better? Maybe Rodri, and and that's that's it. Again, crazy, literally. It. So yeah, yeah. The, op, and the ops, the ops won't hear it though. The, the ops, ops won't hear it. it. The ops won't like it. And you know, I get why people are sometimes down about Arsenal because 
you know, we have to prove it. So, mm. you know, we, obviously people, we will talk about, you know, calendar year up to date or so it's just up to us to prove it because once we've done something, once we've achieved something, there's no argument against it. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, so as much as like, for example, I didn't like some of the Jorginho shots, but I guess, you know, when he won the Champions League, then he won the Euros, he had done it. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I guess the, the, the case for us is just to do it. Once you've done it, no one can, no one can talk no one yeah. talk. so yeah so yeah, yeah. so I, I believe we've got it and it's just a case of now backing it up continuously with results yeah it was um it's an interesting game for our forward line because you know i think the rest of the team was 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 excellent but our forward line was maybe i don't want to say wasteful but you know maybe wasteful is the right word I don't think we create like an abundance of amazing chances where, where we had poor finishing. I just think when it came to the final third, we were just missing a little bit of cutting edge. Um, you know, when I think back to the chances we had, you know, maybe we could have done <coughs> a little bit better on some of them. But, you know, I don't want to... I thought Gabriel Jesus, uh, we, we can talk a little bit about him now, is, um, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of shit talking going on you know mainly because i mean listen we're so good at the moment you have to try and bring us down with something right and now you know the topic is gabby and his lack of goals and you know x amount of games without a goal which this i'm not here saying that it's not a problem and people are making um comparisons with the whole feminio thing which is which is fine but i think that the, the, there's a stark difference between um the Firmino situation and the Gabby situation is that Liverpool fans were in complete denial about Firmino right Liverpool fans would make all sorts of excuses he doesn't need to score more he can't score more because Mane and Salah are taking all the goals Firmino is the system he doesn't need to score goals it's not his job we're not saying that at all well I'm not saying that at all Jesus is a fantastic player, right? But he should be scoring more and he can be scoring more. He will score more. I'm pretty certain of that because I don't feel like a player who gets as many chances he has he does, you know, is going to, you know, isn't going to score goals. I just think something's going to click for him. He's going to he's going to be a bit streaky. But um yeah, what's what's your thoughts on on Gabby? Is it is it getting you down a bit? So, yeah, let me just make this perfectly clear. First and foremost, I am so pro Gabriel Jesus. Like, literally, you know, we talk about everything good we've done this season. He has been the most transformational aspect of that, um, the way he's involved Martinelli and Saka. We are not first, in my opinion, without Gabriel Jesus. Generally, I don't think we're first without him. We could have bought a different striker. I don't know. Maybe they might have scored a couple more, but I don't know if the overall impact they've had on the team is as good as what Gabriel Jesus has done. Um, so yeah, let's just get that out of the way. I think he is fantastic. I've been he's been transformational, and at the age of twenty five, I actually still think there's another level for him to go. Um, so on to the point of his goal scoring. Yeah, absolutely. We are not going to sit here and pretend that goals aren't important. You know, where we were set, sitting here lambasting Lacazette last season for his paltry return of four goals. You know, Jesus has already beaten that this season, and he will score a lot more. He will score a lot more. I That I'm confident of. The difference between... Lacazette wasn't even getting shots off in games, you know. Lacazette was averaging, like, two, three shots per month. You know, Jesus could get, like, three, four, five shots per game. So I'm, I'm just... I'm not worried about that, you know. The biggest issue with Jesus' composure... Now, you could look at it a couple of different ways, you know. He does so much work 
off the ball. You know, like he will drop deep, try and take on three, four man. By the time he gets, I think he's knackered, you know. Like I, I, I just do. I think he does so much work off the ball that by the time he gets to composing himself in the box, he's either off balance or he's just not set or he's just tired. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I don't know how they're going to have to work it, but it, he's going to have to maybe find a happy medium between, you know, maybe dropping so deep. He doesn't need to do it all the time. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, because when I look back to maybe the first five games of the season when Zinchenko played most of them as well, he didn't drop. I don't recall him dropping as deep as he did. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's maybe one to watch. But overall, I'm confident he's going to score more. I'm confident he will hit a purple patch. Well, I say purple patch soon. We've got one game and then it's the World Cup. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so hopefully post-World Cup, he comes back in decent condition and, and he will go. But I'm so sure that this guy's going to continue to do well and he will eventually get back on the goal trail. I could not be worried whatsoever. Honestly, like he's the least of my worries in this Arsenal team. Mm. I can't lie. Now, obviously, people say, you know, you know, obviously, like we said, it's the striker's job to score. And if we have, you know, certain games where we're, we're only one up, we need him to be decisive. 100%. Mm. I'm not going to, you're not going to catch me arguing against that. But I find very hard, I find it very hard to be down on someone who, for me, is a good, good chunk of the reason why we're top of the league. And if we're to stay around that area, he will be massively key going forward so yeah and bearing in mind everything he's done for martinelli and saka as well like yeah. he's literally boosted them to the limelight so yes he needs to do more in terms of his finishing but his overall impact i find it so hard to quantify it's, it's i can't quantify it. it's been nothing short of amazing yeah yeah he's such a top quality player man and um <clears throat> i think when when looking at strikers as well i think this situation could look to be a bit stupid at the end of the season. Like, for example, if um, if Gabby was to, I don't know, score a hat-trick in his next game, all of a sudden, you know, he's um, he's one in two uh, and his goal-scoring record isn't looking that bad. And that's why I think goal-scoring records as a, uh, you know, as a striker, you should probably look at it holistically at the end of the season because plenty of strikers go on streaks and rough patches where they don't score or, you know, hot streaks. Look at, look at Hong Min Sun. He does that every year where he will go eight games without scoring. And then all of a sudden he scored eight goals in a row. And, you know, like nobody's talking about, Oh yeah. His goal scoring is not, is not good enough. Um, uh, you know, holistically, they might say in that in those moments it's not good enough, but at the end of the day, he still ends up with 15 to 20 goals a season. So, how they come is how they come. Like, it, there aren't too many players who are like Haaland and Harry Kane who literally just score, you know, in two thirds of games, or, you know, in Haaland's case, every game. You know, there aren't, there aren't that many strikers out there that do it. Aubameyang and his pump for us was, you know, I think, what, how many did Aubameyang get for us? 17? You know, uh, is that the most Aubameyang got for us? Maybe in the league, I'm not too sure. I can't. Maybe a bit more. Did no, Aubameyang ever get? There, no, there was a season where he shared the golden boot with Salah. Salah and was it? What did he get? That year? Yeah, he got like 22. Oh, did league. he get 22? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, right. he, 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 he had hit that. So right, yeah. fair, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, like I mean, these are these are you know ridiculous shooters, like some of the best shooters in in the world. Um, and you know, uh. Yeah, you're right. He got 22 twice for us in the Prem, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, if, if if Jesus can get anywhere close to that, we're 
we're laughing because we're going to have one of the best Premier Leagues. We're going to have the, one of the best strikers in the world. So hopefully you can get close to that level. But, you know, equally, if come end of the season, he's got 15, 16 goals, I'll be happy with that. You know, I'll be happy with that because I think he's he's already got like six assists, um, you know, on top of his five goals. So, I mean, he could end up easily in double figures assists easily, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to judge him at the end of the season of his goal scoring. But, yeah, if we're going to if we're going to get close to the believers ambitions of winning this league, we need Gabby Jesus to score. We can't we can't do it without him not scoring, I don't think so. Um, yeah, um, just moving on then to the to the rest of the attack. Um, Marcelli and Saka, you know, I don't think it was like two of their best games, but you know, a, a not so good game from these two these days is <laughs> it's still a really good game, right? Like the the, the drop off in, in in level. I mean, you look at what Star- Sterling and Mount and Aubameyang and Havertz were dishing up the other end. I mean, compared to those four, they were bloody brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even a quiet game where maybe and and I thought Saka had the better of Cucurella mostly as well. Mm. You know, some of the some of the you know his mad Cucurella didn't get booked. You know, he he had the beating of him. He he should have should have got booked. Maybe Martinelli didn't do so well against Aspi, but it's all right. Every now and then you forget that these guys are still like twenty one. You know, it's going to be up and down at times, but for the most part they've been very consistent and um we have to remember it's a big game you know big games are cagey they're one on five margins so i you know while while you know in an ideal world we would have created some more big clear-cut chances it's it's a big game do you know what i mean it's rare you know so it's only either a mistake or one bit of quality that often tends to define these sorts of games and and so, so that was the case man so it is what it is. We got to get. We got the win. You know, I was. I would have taken a draw before the match started. Mm. We got a win with a clean sheet, um, and we move on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've cool. Um, yeah, no, um, no, hundred percent, man. And um, it's it's just another win that you know propels us to. It, it was another win where you know we saw potentially like Man City salvaged a, a victory in the last minute against Fulham. Um, and it was kind of like the pressure was on a little bit, you know, in terms of like, we need to win this game. And obviously we weren't to know that, you know, Man United were going to lose, Tottenham were going to lose. We, we weren't to know that um, because our game was the midday kickoff. But it was just another week where the our opponents have, have dropped points. Man, obviously Man City didn't drop points, but, um, you know, teams that are maybe competitors for the top four drop points and we managed to capitalize and um you know distance ourselves further from the pack you know i mean how many points are we now clear of of spurs we must be like 13 points is it, is it no no it's like, no. It's oh. like eight clear of oh spurs, sorry eight eight points but we've got a game in hand, in hand. Um, like 13 clear of chelsea we've got a big gap in chelsea, clear of chelsea yeah 13 clear of chelsea clear. 11 clear of united yeah. uh what's this six 15 points clear of liverpool yeah jeez so i mean yeah. So we, we got margin for error. Well, hopefully we won't, we won't need it anyway. But yeah, you know, we've given ourselves rope already, like in case yeah. in case of injuries and suspensions. But yeah, we should just continue. We shouldn't, yeah, like I said, we should just continue looking forward rather than obviously what's going on behind us. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, is top four practically a guarantee? 
mean, how bad would we have to be to not make? Yeah, money? yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we did the maths the other day. We we can afford to lose like like eleven Half games. The games <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you know, um, and even at, even at, at our worst. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, think exactly. we've ever lost like half our games, have we? So, so uh, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, we lost thirteen games last season, so and we only missed out on top four by two points. So, yeah. so yeah, so like I said, we got a lot of rope, but it should be looking forward. Hopefully, in Jan, add add a couple as well, man. Just just strengthen us, man. So yeah, and can you see um, Jan being a busy month for us? There's, talks, know, right? there's, there's, talks. there's talks yeah i just i, I don't know when, when i when when you look and you know when you saw what happened against brighton as well you know the fact of the matter we, we made 10 changes but the 10 changes were just significantly weaker and you know some of the guys we rarely some of the guys didn't come out with, with much credit if we're to be totally honest if i'm to be fair based on what happened against brighton um it's hard to find any fluency when you make 10 changes that's a that's an awful lot of changes guys who aren't used to playing often who don't you know play with these same guys week in week out it's fair enough but yeah you know We've seen now in the Europa and now in the League Cup, you know, relying on these guys for any significant length of time could be problematic. Hmm. So, so yeah, that there are quite a few guys I, I wouldn't want to see, you know, in the first team um, if push comes to shove. So yeah, I hope we can. I hope who, we can. Who were who were the uh, the good performers from last night? Because obviously the game uh, absurdly wasn't shown yeah, anywhere. So yeah, no, it's yeah. like the game that didn't exist, basically. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Saliba was was good, uh, looked really comfortable, obviously, naturally, as we'd expect. Um, and then for me, it was just Nelson and Eddie that that were the main. Nelson especially was, uh, you know, I was really encouraged with how direct and aggressive yeah. he was, which was uh, especially, if, if you get a chance to, to see the highlights, you'll mm. see there was a lot of the way he created Eddie's first goal, where he literally yeah. just picked up the ball inside channel. I saw that, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, let, let, let's see. And it was a great finish from Eddie as well, by the way. Very but but yeah, actually, thought we took it too soon. I was thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but... he, 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 score, he wrapped, wrapped it really, really nicely, mm. man. So, um, but yeah, I just uh, there was just a lot of a lot of poor performances, man. The mm. Conga and Vieira did not impress at all. Um, Marquinhos, you need to get that guy on loan. Yeah, Vieira's kind of got away with it, scotch free at the moment. Like, yeah. Do you know why I'm not worried? Because I saw Arteta's quotes as well post match. He was mm. like, "You got to remember, this guy he didn't have any preseason. He missed like yeah. two months of it, basically." So, um, true. I, I've seen so much quality from this guy that I'm just not like you know when you his overall performance. Don't get me wrong, level of performance has been quite questionable so far. Mm. But you know when you see quality, you know when you see it. You know, you know when you dropped him into the team against like he's one of those ones that if he played with the first team, I'd be confident he could deliver. Do right. you know what I mean? So. Um, and you saw against Brentford, remember when he mm-hmm. when he obviously Odegaard didn't play that game. So I'm not worried about him long term. And I think, funnily enough, I think the World Cup might come at a good time for him. You know, mm-hmm. it might allow him to build some fitness, you know, build some fitness, yeah. build some you know upper core body strength. I think they're doing the team are doing like warm weather training in uh, Dubai yeah. as well. So I feel like that might be the sort of thing that's good for him. And um, because and hopefully if it does work out, because actually if you if you remember when we first signed him, I said I think it would take him about maybe a good like six months to yeah. get up to scratch. So I said that and I feel like if we can get him up to scratch and then get ESR back and up to scratch, I think they could be really big boosts in the second half of the season. Those two. And if you could add a winger to that as well, mm. that that would fill you with a lot more confidence, right? In terms of changing stuff offensively further up the pitch. So 
that's what I'm kind of hoping for, hoping for with him. But I'm not going to defend it. He wasn't good last night. He wasn't mm. good at all. He was really bad. Both him and Lokonga were really bad. Marquinhos was bad. Cedric and Holding, my God, my goodness, my mm. goodness. The less said about those guys, the better, man. Mm. They are horrendous. Absolutely well, at least, horrendous. At least Cedric is only fourth choice centre. Right back now. Christ, you know? <laughs> Two of those goals were his fault. Really? Between, yeah, between and Holding. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Initially, I was like, I didn't really care about holding being fourth centre, fourth choice this season, but I need, they need to go and get I can't see this guy next season, bro. I can't see him next season, man. He's, he's really bad. Like, you, you know, like we're talking about how the style looks so good. Like, he looks like a fish out of water right. in this thing, you know. You know how it looks like when we played Spurs away at the back end of last season with those two as well. It's just, yeah. it brought back bad flashbacks. And obviously, last night as a result, we don't care about it. It doesn't matter, but a couple quick injuries and those two are far too close to the team than, yeah. than, than, than we'd hoped to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Cedric less so, but Holden is certainly Holden, someone. Holden's too, yeah, he's yeah. too close to comfort, man. I need, that's why, yeah. Because I'm not even sure who, I'm not even sure who would be the third choice centre back for us. I don't know if he would like go Tomiyasu or no, 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 White, I, I, or no, if no, it'd he, be he would, he, would, he, would, he would go. I think if like one of Gabriel Saliba missed, I think he'd move White in. Then he put Tomiyasu back. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I don't think he would do hold. Holding would be a last. Jeez. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. Well, hopefully it doesn't get to that brawl because I'm not trying to see my man. Honestly, yeah, yeah he's yeah. bad, bad, bad. Yeah. He, yeah. he can't be an Arsenal player next season. Well, we've got um, we've got Wolves next on the weekend. It's a seven forty five kickoff. Um, you know, <sighs> Wolves. I'm trying to remember how we've done against them of, of late. Didn't we beat them twice last year? Uh, yeah, sure beat we did. Away. Beat them, home, yeah. beat them one away, and then we had the last minute winner from Lacazette. That beat them at home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We've had no, some we good performance against Wood, but I think the season before we lost both, didn't we? Dug, we, we did, lost, yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost home and away against them. So right, so, yeah. yeah. And and um, Wolves are a Wolves are a team that are really struggling at the moment. I don't. They, think, it's, have it's, it's have they appointed because... Lopetegui yet? Yeah, he's, he's yeah he's appointed, but they they announced that he won't be taking charge until after the Arsenal game. So right, okay. hopefully, so hopefully yeah. we can get our W in. But I guess you could look at it from some of those guys will be motivated to impress the new manager. And if we're, we're being totally honest, they have a lot more quality. They have so much quality in that squad. I don't even know why they're floating down so low in the table. But yeah, yeah. So we we just need we need that W. We need that W. Go into go into the World Cup. Go into Christmas top. Um, great man and obviously Arteta literally rotated 10 he rotated everyone apart from Saliba last night and even Saliba he took off at like the 60th minute so so he pretty much you know uh, hopefully everyone's fresh you know it was good to see I mean he brought on some of them later on but then didn't, didn't really chicken nugget minutes is it yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah well all right well listen um we'll, we'll call it there we've had to do a short one this morning because we've all got um adult shit to do today nice. um but yeah hopefully we, we can secure the last w before um before the, the world cup commences and we go into i mean who who are the, who are the, who are the rest got so man city have got brentford expecting man city to win that obviously um spurs have got leads at home spurs are going for it at the moment i mean i need, I need that i need that i need mm. jesse march to load something for me boy listen that could be a that could be a a touchy game for for Spurs. I could definitely no, see. 
No, you, you know I could see Leeds are the sort of team that will play into Spurs' hands. Leeds, are, yeah, you know how yeah, Leeds yeah. play. They're so they're such a kamikaze team. It'll be, it'll be two two for like seventy minutes, and then, and then Spurs, and then Spurs will win like run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you already know the pattern of that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Newcastle got Chelsea. That's a good game. Mm, That's a good Chelsea game. Chelsea have had three L's in a row. And right. listen, do you know like I'm not actually worried about many teams this season, but. Newcastle at St James's Park, I can see that one being a problem. It's a tough <laughs> that, game, man. That it's is a, a tough, tough game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, on the Sunday as well, Man United are away to Fulham. So I'm not too confident. I'm not too confident Man United win that one. I mean, that's, I need, that's I need, not I need an easy place to, to, to get me sank, boy. Yeah. I need, I need him to dunk on Lissandro Lannister, boy. I need him yeah. to, to bring yeah. me sank. That, that, would be, that would be the game where people then start talking about uh Martinez his flaws and his height again. I mean, <laughs> couple couple Mitrovic headers dunking yeah. on Martinez. That's what I need. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll call it a we'll call it a, a, a day there. We'll uh, thanks for joining us again. Remember if you want the instant match reactions, um you know uh it's it's available on our Patreon after every game. We'll do another one on for for the Wolves game on, on Saturday. So if you want to sign up in advance and or or go through the archives of uh post-match pods they're, they're all available on our patreon so um sean i'll um i'll leave it there have a good weekend and i'll speak to you again soon all right easy cheers it's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's ozil lacazette ozil Sports Social Podcast Network.